Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we are continuing our conversation with Marty Stubblefield. He is the author of a tremendous blog called The Old Lazy Dog, and uh, we were catching up with him yesterday about this beautiful blog that he's been writing uh, to celebrate its 25th anniversary, just encur- encouraging us in our faith. It, sometimes some of the devotions challenge us in our faith, so really want to encourage you that. But he was sharing uh, one of his favorite blogs that he's ever written, and he's written hundreds of those about his precious dog, Jake, and uh, they live down in Florida, and um, it's just a beautiful dog and liked to play chase with a stick. It was a black lab, and it was just his buddy and his good friend and it chased this duck out in the ocean and uh obviously uh it kind of got kind of really stressful at that time and so you had to go out and rescue your precious dog jake the black lab out in the ocean while this duck's attacking him so continue sharing with us marty about what happened next yeah man so so thanks greg um so i I swim out i swam out into the into the sound and again, the sound is the deep water. This is where the shipping lane is. This is where uh, the barges come. And this duck is continuing to attack my dog. So I finally get out there, and I put him in the, the lifeguard hold. And the thing about labs especially, but dogs in general, that if you hold them in the water, even when you're treading water or keeping them from, from, from going under, they keep swimming. So so while I'm holding him and swinging my stick, trying to beat off this duck and get him away from us, uh, he's scratching me up. So I'm getting bloodied and, and scratched and beaten up by my dog while this duck dive bombs both of us now, trying to drown my dog, trying to take him down. So finally I swing and I backhand him and hit him. I mean, he goes thud in the water, and I really, at this point, I don't care. I just want to, you know, I just want to get back to the shoreline knowing that, here I am, a Kentucky boy, in the middle of the sound, and at this point in Fort Walton Beach, and I'm bleeding in the water. And I'm holding a black lab that, that is somewhat half waterlogged. And I'm swimming back in, and all I can think of is there a shark? Is there is something going to attack me while I'm trying to get back into the shoreline? And thank goodness it didn't happen, but we get back to the shoreline, and I'm I'm, I'm, I've got to tell you, I'm frustrated and, and a little disappointed with my dog and, and the way he responded to me. And I, I finally get to the shoreline, and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, putting him in his place. And he's just looking at me, wagging his tail, going, throw the stick, throw the stick, throw the stick. You know, and I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe that you actually want me to throw the stick after all that we just went through. And I put my hands out, by, you know, really by both sides with stick in hand. And, and I looked at myself and I looked down at him and I went, holy cow, man, that's what Jesus did for me. That's exactly what Jesus did for me. He got all bloodied and beat up for me and for you. He, he chased off my ducks if you would. He, he beat off my ducks. The things that grabbed my attention, the things that caused me to sin, the things that caused me to stumble and fall, he took on on the cross for me and for you and for anybody else who's hearing this. He did what nobody else could do or would do. So the question I have to ask each of us is is uh, what are your ducks? 
what are the things that are keeping you from hearing the master's commands? What are the things that are going to take you out in the water and try to drown you and take you down? Jake's was a duck. Mine's diff- mine are different than yours. But are we willing to give up those ducks for the Savior? Amen. Mm, so powerful. I love how you use Scripture and then tie in a personal story. If you just turned in, we're talking with Marty Stubblefield. Uh, he is the writer of a tremendous blog uh, that will help you grow in your faith called The Old Lazy Dog. You can find it online at oldlazydog.com. And uh, share, uh, you know, you did yesterday, in case they missed yesterday's program, to share what Old Lazy Dog stands for, Marty. Sure. So um, dog is disciple of God, D-O-G. And we have become old, lazy disciples of God. So the hope is that uh, uh, through reading the Scripture and, and the blog, that, that, that somehow you're blessed, and somehow it calls us out uh, to, to really put our faith to work, to go deeper in our faith walk, to stop being old and lazy in our faith walk, but become truly um, folks who will follow Jesus. Well, he just celebrated his 25th anniversary. Lots of great blogs. That was one of his favorites that he wrote many, many years ago. But I want to look at one of the more recent ones that you wrote called Off the Bench. And, uh, of course, uh, being a guy that likes basketball and things like that, I always think about the bench and or, you know, football, whatever sport it is. But uh, why don't you share that one with? And one of the things I love about Marty's blogs is that he always opens with a scripture. So if you'll share that scripture there in James and uh, share share this uh, powerful blog you wrote, please. Yes, sir. Thank you. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can his faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat well, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you faith from my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe, and they shudder. That's James 2, 14 through 19. So as a high school and college basketball player, much of my career, especially in early high school and early college, was spent coming off the bench and striving to find ways to contribute, to find ways to do something that would help my team win. Oftentimes today I have the opportunity to share about the need for and the importance of getting off the bench and doing something or getting out of the pew and putting our faith to work. And then the, the, the question finally came, how do we put our faith to work? So in response, these five things came to mind. Number one, by living out day-to-day, moment-to-moment what we say we believe. That is, by glorifying God through our day-to-day living, through our work, through our fun, even in the mundane. Two, by doing what Jesus did, loving others, helping others, sharing life with others, not because we have to, because he first did for us. And three, by going therefore, that is by going to make disciples, whether that's next door or down the hall, across the country or around the world, put your faith into action. Four, by loving your neighbor as yourself, it really kind of goes back to number two, 
And who is your neighbor? Everyone, even if they don't look like you. Overcome hate and disdain with love. Shine where you are. Five, by taking up our cross daily and following him, loving him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving loving him with all that we are. Love like Jesus. See as he sees. Respond like he would respond. Allow his heart to become our heart. So let's be clear, though. Faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is what saves us. But as we live and grow in our faith in him, we are called then to put our faith to work so others can see him in us, so others might know of his great love, his grace, his mercy. Now is the time for us to shine, to be a light in the dark world, or at least in our little part of it. So go now. Get off the bench and do something. Get out of the pew and put your faith to work. Keep the faith. I love that, Marty. You just you know put some things that all of us can do in our life, and um, yeah, I think sometimes follower of Jesus, we kind of make it a little too complicated, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know, we we want to keep adding things like, you know, just like uh, uh, folks in the Bible did. We want to keep adding things to His Word when all we have to do is follow His Word. Another thing that I love about each of your blogs, you close with Keep the Faith, Carpe Diem. Um, I think that's something I always try to remind people to, you know, keep the faith. And then I know what Carpe Diem is, but uh, share for that. Maybe people are like, I know that, but I can't remember what it means. And, and share that with our listeners. Yeah, so Carpe Diem is seize the, seize the day, seize the moment. And all too often as believers, we, we, we don't. We might feel a tug in our heart. We might feel... You know, God's telling us or whispering in our ear to go and do and, and, and say or help, um, and we don't. So it's just another quick reminder of what we're called and who we're called to be. We're called to keep the faith, and we're called to seize the day or seize the moment. Such good stuff. Amen and amen. Marty, let's try to take a look at one more blog. Uh, there's so many good options that I had here, but I want to look at the one you wrote called Less because, you know, our world makes us think about more, you know, and it's about us and all, oh, and yet, you know, the Bible shares a little bit different. You wrote one called Less also on your wonderful blog, The Old Lazy Dog. Can you, can you share with us about that blog that you wrote called Less? Yeah, I'd love to. So it's uh, based on John John 3.30. He must become greater, I must become less. So as Jesus was coming onto the scene and began baptizing folks, John the Baptist was questioned. The man questioning in in such a way that it was as if he was trying to make John the Baptist jealous or angry or something. Rabbi, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, Well, he's baptizing, and everyone is going to him. But John showed no anger, no displeasure. In fact, he began to testify about Jesus again. And in the middle of that testimony, he clearly and succinctly states, he must become greater, I must become less. Sometimes we all struggle with ego issues and or confidence issues. Sometimes we're given a big blow to the ego, a promotion falls through, a job goes away, or somehow in some way we feel disrespected or dishonored. 
and our confidence wanes and our ego is bruised. Yet we're reminded he must become greater. I must become less. Sometimes we get that promotion. We rise into powerful positions. We have the honor and respect of our peers and our boss and our confidence rises and our abilities are seen and noticed and our ego is fed. Yet we're reminded he must become greater. I must become less. And sometimes we have to remember that it's not all about us. We've been put into places and positions for a purpose, for a reason. We are where we are to bring glory and honor to God. We are where we are, as John the Baptist exemplifies, to help others see and know Jesus through who we are, what we do, how we act, and how we respond. Our job first and foremost is to turn the focus from ourselves and onto the Son of the living God, the Bridegroom, Jesus. Once again being reminded, he must become greater. I must become less. Keep the faith. Carpe diem. Good, good stuff from Marty Stubblefield. Marty's the author of a wonderful blog called The Old Lazy Dog. I really want to encourage you to check it out at oldlazydog.com. Just celebrated his 25th anniversary of writing these. Uh, Marty, if people want to sign up, uh, can they get that sent to them? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, so they can actually go to the site, um, and and if they'll read one of the devotions at the very bottom, there's a sign-up form or sign-up link to go there. Uh, there at olazydog.com, uh, but also on the uh, on the main page, there's also another another way to sign up there. So uh, it's quick and easy, um, and uh, as soon as they sign up, they'll start receiving it the next morning. Well, man, congratulations! I love this ministry that you're doing. I love the ministry you're also doing for business people. We'll put a link to that also uh, with the podcast of this program. So I hope that uh, you will share it with somebody else and. Marty, thanks so much for your time, man. Greg, man, it was great catching up. Thank you, sir. All right. I enjoyed it. From Marty Stubblefield, I'm Greg Horn, and I hope that you'll check out his blog, theolazydog.com. I know you'll be really blessed and encouraged by it, and also check about the business uh, ministry that he has, too. From Marty Stubblefield, I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.